Yo, what's up, squad? Welcome back to The Breakdown. We are back at it. Joe Radonis here with Ryan Turner. Oh, baby. So on today's episode, we're going to break down, uh, pun intended. (laughs) Forgive me for that one. We're going to talk to Ryan Turner today. We want to give you guys a chance to get to know Ryan, where he's coming from, a little bit more about your story. I'm fascinated by this. I've known you for a year now. Almost to date. Almost to date. Yeah, yeah. We got we met each other at the Tone House holiday party a year ago. Yeah. And we just celebrated our second. We did. We we basically went on our anniversary date. If you want to think about it, right? <laughs> we had tequila. We did celebrate the right way. We did. We drank so heavily. We had dessert. It yeah. was a lovely evening. Yeah, but we did we did go home separately. <laughs> uh, sadly, but we did. <laughs> so we're gonna get to know Ryan today. I'm gonna do an interview so you guys have a chance to understand where this man is coming from a little bit. Uh, for you guys who don't know, Ryan is our in sports dietitian here at Tone House, which yes. is an athletic performance facility. So Ryan's been on staff with us for a year um, and he will see some of our athletes um, and people that don't even train here as well just to talk about uh, how to take control of their health from a nutrition standpoint. And what I've loved seeing with Ryan as I've learned from you is that he takes a very individualized approach to nutrition, which I uh, very much appreciate. Um, I've learned a ton from him uh, myself that has changed some of even my eating habits and things that I do for, uh, for performance, for energy. I think he has a very healthy mindset when it comes to the subject in an industry that, um, has a lot of information that may be clouded and leads you down an unhealthy path. Um, but what I love about Ryan's approach is it feels very empowering. It feels like you're in the driver's seat that you're learning strategies, tools, and developing awareness around uh, nutrition so that when uh, you stop working uh, with a client, it seems that you give them the tools to uh, continue down a very healthy path for the for the rest of their lives, which I uh, don't want to speak on your behalf, but I think is main, mainly your goal. <laughs> yeah, no, that definitely is uh, part of my goal. I tell people that I'm working with, uh, and thank you for that You're wonderful intro, by the way. I thought that was very uplifting. It was hard to make eye contact with you in the moment. Um, but, uh, no, but the, uh, I, you know, I, I tell all of my, my clients, I, I say, you know, I start you out. I want you at some point to be able to look at me and tell me I don't need you anymore. Uh, and that's because I think that we should be empowering people, whether it really is through training through anything, right. Empo- yeah. Empower them through education, um, you know, uh, and make sure that they're able to make those decisions on their own. Yeah. Uh, which I think kind of works into a lot of my philosophy of me, you know, making sure people can make decisions, but also hopefully not having to think that they there's only one way to eat, um, which I think is a uh, a very polarizing thing within the industry. Uh, and I really try to uh, you know keep an open mind myself and also ask people whether it's uh, it's coaches here or whether it's going to be any of my clients to keep an open mind as well because uh, we don't want to shut something down if it works for someone else. I believe that there's very much a like you do you at some point, right? Um, as long as it's safe and uh, we know it's healthy. So how do you how do you develop how did you develop this philosophy? Uh, did you always have this type of approach even in your young career, or is this something that you learned through time? Uh, was something that worked? Good question. I, f- I feel like it definitely, uh, I think there's a little bit of me. I think I'm very empathetic. Um, so when it came down to, um, you know, 
situations where I could I could I could purchase some software, um, you know, that's made for dietitians that uh, I can put in someone's macronutrients and what it spits out for me is uh, is a meal plan for someone, right? Yeah. Um, and I can say, hey, I'm going to print out seven of these for you. That makes a week. I can print out like a whole month's worth if I want to. Um, but is is that really going to support your overall goals? Very selfishly, it's not very fun for me, right? Because like I don't get to hear more about this person. I don't really get to hear about what works for them. I also don't get a chance to actually see how I can um, adjust someone's day-to-day to maybe try something else out that's a little bit new, um, you know, that maybe I'm learning within the, within the industry as well. So I like to just make sure that I am going to be flexible uh, with each person because, um, you know, the the this the success for most people when it comes to nutrition is not exactly just in the education or just in a meal plan or just anything like that it really is just that um i would say the full offering of making sure that i i let you know what to eat why you're eating it and then also and i always talk about this is just like the accountability side of it right and the consistency side of it um and that is where i think most people have a hard time with um and we kind of get into a lot of like a like a, a very psychological kind of thing when we start talking about yeah. that. But what is driving someone? I have to remind you of the things that maybe you've done so well, right? We become so toxic as as just individuals, right? Human beings forget to actually speak positively to themselves. Even when I'm working with someone one-on-one, a question that I ask them, because I actually, every time I meet with someone, <clears throat> I have them fill out what I call a rapid reflection. It's about like 13 questions. Um, ranging from like satiety, like one through five, where do you think you were in this past week, right? One being like not satiated or full at all, and five being, you know, very satiated and I feel good. Or and can you like rank things from like protein to fiber to meal timing to, to sleep to stress? But there's a question on there that gets down to positive self-talk, right? Um, at no point in my education in college, any, anywhere was I ever taught that, right? It's just where I want to understand someone, right? Is this person, you know, eating what I'm telling them to eat? And do they understand it? Yes. And yes. Are they feeling good about this? Are they actually congratulating themselves for the things that they were able to do? Maybe they were struggling to increase protein for the past three weeks. They finally did this week, right? Did they congratulate themselves for it? So I asked them to to rank something like positive self-talk. And I remind them that positive self-talk is not the absence of negative self-talk. Positive self-talk truly is going out of your way to congratulate yourself, to tell yourself you've done something really good. And we need a lot more of that, I think, just as a society, right? Oh, um, but then when I'm working with someone, I really want to make sure that that we kind of combine all of those education pieces and the application pieces, but then the person behind all that as well, right? And again, very selfishly, I think I just do like to get to know people and work with them um, because those little kind of adjustments throughout the week, um, you know, the more I know someone, I can just make them even more personalized. Well, I think it's helping you connect with these people to make an impact for that reason. I'm curious, this, this self-awareness piece and self-talk piece, is that something that you developed through time uh, in, in, as your career developed? Or is that something, I can't imagine that a common approach among dietitians just in the industry as a standard or no, am I wrong about that? No, I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't say you're wrong, but at the same time, I wouldn't want to discredit someone else that maybe does. Um, I haven't heard of someone doing that. I also don't want to think that I'm like the only one out there that's caring about someone's like personal feelings, the way they talk to themselves. I just think it's something that I've wanted to highlight with each person. So um, I hope that every other dietitian does it. We're not taught that kind of thing. I think that, you know, we're in a helping profession. And so... I would assume someone is asking that whether it's directly or indirectly. 
That's amazing. Um, now how does how does one become a dietitian? How did you even find some type of an interest? Like, when did you decide I'm even interested enough to pursue this path? Yeah, this is a really good question because I didn't take the traditional route that maybe a dietitian would. Someone ends up becoming interested in food, okay, and someone says, "Well, go cook something," right? And so that wasn't really <laughs> that wasn't really what I um, like. I did as a kid. I did really love to cook. I love to prepare food. Um, just love flavors, all that kind of stuff there, but it wasn't anything like crazy. It wasn't like this guy's got to be a chef, right? It was just like, <laughs> I just had an interest in cooking, right? Versus someone who maybe just ate stuff out of a, out of a box when they were younger. Um, but, uh, I didn't, I didn't start out wanting to be a dietitian or even going into nutrition. I didn't know what I wanted to do, to be honest, right? Coming out of high school, I just wanted to play soccer in college and I did for one year and I realized it's not what I wanted to do. Um, I ended up transferring to actually two different uh, colleges until I, I I made the decision. I knew what I wanted to do, and I was ready to do it. And so I wanted to be a marine scientist. I wanted to focus on plate tectonics. Right? Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. So still, like at this point, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I had some very strong interests, right? But the thing is, throughout all of these times, and I, I you know, next, what I would just tell you before I go into what I'm going to say yeah. is, um, you know, through college, I ended up, uh, you know, realizing that. I liked marine science. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't really great at it, is what I'm going to tell you. Right? There's a there's a ton of chemistry involved and um, other other kind of math, and there still is in the nutrition, but this was like at a different level. Just something I wasn't really ready for in uh, in marine science. Um, and uh, my first job out of school actually became me working uh, uh, within um, a healthcare consulting uh, company. Right? It was a best practice research consulting company. Had nothing to do with anything. Got the job just from people I ended up knowing. Just wanted to make yeah. my. It was it was it was a good job. It was a really good job for an entry level uh, position, um, and it was still something I felt like I just didn't I didn't love. Again, I wasn't like great at it by any means. Um, but uh, throughout there, I felt like I was still always kind of brooding. I feel like if 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 anybody were to describe me, they'd probably be like, "Yeah, brooding." That might be one of those words. I'm always like like always searching. I feel like, and I definitely was when I was younger. Um, but anyway. Throughout all of this time, through any of the colleges that I was at, through any sports I was playing, through my first job, something I always want, I always liked to do was kind of break down what I was eating. And I would have spreadsheet after spreadsheet of like, and like I would basically make my own my fitness pal, right? Um, I would, I would, I would enter all the foods I was eating, and I'd want to understand kind of like vitamins, minerals. I want to understand things like my macronutrients. And I didn't really, I don't even know at this time when was this? This was like two thousand. Uh, 9, 2010, when I can remember back, like making like a really, really large spreadsheet, right? Taking everything I had and bringing it together. Um, I don't even, I, I guess my fitness pal was around there. Um, and I, I just didn't know it. Uh, I guess cell phones weren't really that much of a thing then. Uh, maybe they were, I don't know. They were, um, they were, they were, okay. They were yeah, in their know. infancy. I don't, I don't know where my brain is right now. <laughs> maybe it was just, I guess the culture wasn't the same, but I was basically just, I was always, always, always interested in what I was eating and always interested in kind of breaking it down and seeing if I could improve it and kind of optimizing it, but always as like a hobby, right. And always from like a performance standpoint, because throughout all this time I was a, I was a, I was, I was an endurance runner, right. I was okay. in marathon training. 
Um, I, you know, earlier I was playing soccer, I was playing lacrosse, um, and all those things I wanted to kind of optimize my performance. Interesting. And so okay. I was always kind of breaking down food throughout that time. So it really served a purpose for you. You had a, you had a different goal and you just saw nutrition as, as a route to get there. You yeah. were just trying to understand it for yourself. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Like no one else. If someone's like, help me out. No, I'm not gonna help you out. For like, you. This is me. Like I'm having, I'm just having a hard enough time for myself right now. So like I just, cause that's, I, I love to break down what I was doing. And even throughout that time, I can remember. I was I was trying other diets right to just understand what it meant I remember specifically going through like an all raw phase um, and I gave myself a month and it was just before I did um, this really long run out in uh, out in Pennsylvania called the mega transect it was like a marathon through the mountains it was amazing um, I did we did that a couple of years but one year in particular I was like I'm gonna do this raw diet right I'm gonna see what it meant and I felt amazing with for it a, yeah. for a year um did I say a year I went a month just a okay. month beforehand um, a year I wouldn't have been able to sustain it um, but uh, I felt amazing with it right but I just wanted to experiment with it because at that time I didn't really understand all of like the clinical side of nutrition. I just like to try a different diet and see what the outcome was. Yeah. There's uh, it's great to experiment with this. You can actually feel right and have developed that empathy. I'm sure it served you very well. Are there, yeah. are there other diets, you know, that you have tried that you tried during that time? What else did you kind of oh, go in through a phase wise? Um, I mean, like I've definitely tried keto before I've tried, um, you know, I've, I've done uh, intermittent fasting. I've done, you know, eight sixteen. I've done five, two just to see what it's like uh, and to understand it. Cause I think it's fun to kind of push your body to just the brink of maybe what it can get to. Right. Okay. I'm going to fast for a full 24 hour period. What happens during that? I less cared about the result and more cared about like what I was actually going to feel. Um, and even now I'm glad I did, I did. I just did those things and I've done other things. There's this, there's this one diet that comes in a box out of, out of the longevity Institute out of California. I'm not going to mention the name, but it was sent to me. And like, I knew it was not something I'd ever recommend to someone. Right. It was like, it was a, a fasting, it was a, uh, a fasting mimicking diet. Basically it was going to mimic fasting. It was just a very low calorie vegan diet. That's all it was. But I wanted to see what, what it was going to do for me and how I was going to get through it. And, you know, surprisingly, I was like, man, if I only eat, I think it was like six to 800 calories for like five days straight, all vegan out of like little, these little packets, you made yourself soup and crackers. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, no, no, this isn't going to be good for my body. Right. But I just wanted to see what was actually what I was going to feel like. So yeah. anyway, what I'm doing is I'm just laying the groundwork for all the things that I want. I've liked to try. Right. I've always had this interest in nutrition it was just never something that I was ready to harness and like make it like a career. So when did, when did it come kind of come to fruition where it wasn't just experimental for yourself, but it, you, you kind of woke up and you were like, wow, this could be, this could be a profession that I actually follow. There were two instances, actually. One instance was when I was actually down in, in DC doing, um, uh, the hospital consulting. Um, and, uh, with that hospital consulting, we looked into a lot of things like best practices for like the cardiology uh, department within a hospital or like philanthropy or even nursing, right? Like what do the best hospitals do? Um, and how can we take what they do and then basically, uh, you know, get other hospitals doing it too. Right. And so like you, you can make a business off of that, but then you're also benefiting the whole industry itself, which is cool. The one thing they didn't have was nutrition, right? And I think when when I would look at certain things, I was like, oh, well, you know, benefiting like the cardiology unit of that 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 hospital there, right? But you know, also now that I'm understanding nutrition, like, okay, is anyone caring about what the what the reoccurrence rate or like the readmission rate of someone who just had open heart surgery? 
um, you know, when they get an, an infection, right? You're going to, you know, you're going to bandage them up. You're going to give them some sort of medication, but like what happens when they, when they come back, what did they end up, you know, focusing on nutrition? Do they remain healthy? Um, do they know how to eat now that their heart's like just quote unquote clean, right? That, at that kind of moment. Um, so, you know, what's going on there? I remember even asking, I was like, is there a nutrition component to this company that we kind of are like working with hospitals? And just the answer was no. And I just kind of didn't do anything with it at that point. How old were you at this time? Just curious. Um, graduated. How did I graduate? Around 2007, right? So I guess I was, and uh, I had transferred to, so it was kind of off. I guess I was around like 21, 22 at that point. Okay. Very young in your career. A lot of curiosity. Yeah. Maybe 23 actually, if I had to think about it. The healthcare background is interesting. Uh, you know that I also have a background in healthcare, working yeah. with hospitals. Um, so what did you kind of takes or what did you explore further within healthcare? Did it get kind of light a match in a way of, man, I want to invoke some change in the industry. Uh, it sounds like the healthcare space as we know is obviously more reactive, right? To symptoms totally than being a more proactive approach, which mm -hmm. it, obviously a dietitian would be right. Let's get ahead of it. Yeah. So I, I didn't know what I was actually thinking about at that time. That, like I was just asking, I was like, I'm curious, is there a nutrition component to all this? Cause I know it can be beneficial, but at no point at that would like, was I actually thinking that, you know, there's something missing here and I wasn't thinking negatively about anything. I was just like, I think that there could be something that could benefit people. Um, and so I did nothing with it. And, um, I actually had, uh, I, I, I left that, that job down in DC, came up to New York. Um, and I actually just jumped into, um, into the service industry. Um, and, uh, you know, really what happened is I, you know, again, I was still searching and I came up to New York and I wanted to go into marketing. Um, but it was like at the worst time ever at 2000, it was 2008, 2009, right? Um, probably when oh, no yeah. one should be looking for a new job. No, that doesn't have any experience, that's when I was right? looking for a job. And so, <laughs> and so uh, I, you know, at that point I was like, okay, service industry, let's do it. And then I really just kind of took some time and I looked into myself still kind of like, you know, very athletic, still running, uh, nutrition. I was like, man, this nutrition thing keeps coming up. And it was at that point that I had realized, you know what, I think it's really time to make a career out of something like, what do you do? What do you love? And I think that's really when I went back into school. Um, I applied to NYU um, and uh, got into their, uh, their, their master's program uh, and learned all about like becoming a dietitian at that point. So I uh, went through, did all of my, my undergrad uh, work that I had to get done, known as the DPDs uh, for any dietitians out there, um, and then uh, moved on to uh, basically my internship through NYU. Um, I spent my clinical rotations at, uh, Methodist hospital, I guess then Methodist hospital, I think Presbyterian owns it now over in mm -hmm. Brooklyn. Um, and, uh, did, uh, you know, all of my, my thousand, uh, my thousands of hours, um, in, uh, in, uh, everything else. Okay. So you do some clinical work. We're, yeah. we're a dietitian at this point. What drove you? Cause now obviously you're on the performance side, right? As a sports dietitian, I think there's a lot of focus not yet, actually. So right. So going through NYU, I, I always wanted to go into sports nutrition. And actually, there wasn't a sports nutrition route, like a focus over at NYU. And I had applied to some other schools like Florida State to actually go do my master's. And, um, you know, I got into those schools, but I decided to just stay closer to, I guess, home and kind of where I currently was. Um, and NYU is very clinical. So I really held myself back from like going after that larger sports nutrition 
um, side, which is very, um, you know, non-traditional in terms of what some of these people are doing in the industry right now uh, with sports nutrition. Like most people, if you want to go into sports nutrition, you go as an undergrad to a a larger like D1 university with a great um, athletic program. And throughout your undergrad, you end up working within the within the athletics department. Um, and you do some of the grunt work, right? You do certain things like collecting urine, right, from their athletes and doing like specific gravity of urine and all that kind of like crazy stuff going through like getting, uh, right. uh, I know, right? Um, and then like food service, right? Just like making smoothies, right? That's all the stuff that normally someone that um, is kind of at a point now within their career they might want to be within sports nutrition. That's what they did first. Um, I didn't, I didn't get that so much. So I had to go through a different route. Um, so actually out of my internship, I worked over at Mount Sinai and their heart center. Um, and, uh, that was a very rewarding experience working kind of next to doctors and being able to help people right out of, um, like, uh, you know, open heart surgery and whatnot. Um, and then, uh, around that time though, is when I was like, Nope, I'm going to go after this. I knew some people that were kind of working in sports nutrition in the city. Um, someone had moved out of the position, um, of sports dietitian at uh, NYU and I moved in. Uh, at that point. So I, I just kind of got all my clinical experience that I really felt like I kind of needed. Um, and then I jumped into sports nutrition at NYU at that point. Were you just following an interest that you think you had that led you into that category? No, I was always going after that because always. Like, it was your during focus. this time, I mean, even like, even as I was going through the internship, I, I actually did regret um, going through a clinical route instead of going through a sports nutrition oh, route, which I knew that I loved and I was going to go through. I, I just knew I was going to end up there somewhere, however it was going to be. I was applying to a lot of jobs at universities. I was applying to jobs with professional teams because at this point, I mean, there's been an explosion within the sports nutrition industry in terms of dietitians. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me right now, but at some point when I first got out, uh, or like maybe when I just first got in maybe to my internship, there was just maybe, I'm just going to make this number up just as a small number, but out of like NFL teams, NHL teams, uh, major league baseball, all uh, colleges, there weren't many sports dietitians, but since then it's grown again, I'm going to just kind of make up this number, but it's grown exponentially by like 500%. Um, like now a lot of major league teams, um, just have a sports dietitian on staff cause they're seeing the benefit of it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's more and more information coming out for sure yeah. about the impact of nutrition. I mean, you know, let's flash back to Babe Ruth days, right? Smoking stogies and yeah. Spitting tobacco. Yeah. That's, only, that's, <laughs> that's the only recommendation I make for specific people. Right. Yeah. yeah. The lucky few. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious, uh, as you're going down this route and, and now working with your clients, as I mentioned, I think you give them a very empowering message, right? Mm-hmm. To have a healthy relationship with food, uh, your personal journey. Uh, I'm curious, did you always have a very healthy relationship with food, with your family upbringing, uh, as a child, did you, um, eat healthy food? Like, did you grow up in an environment where, you know, your mom had a, a garden and, and picked fresh vegetables and you just knew how to eat right or were you like me where you were eating pop tarts as a kid and you didn't know what you were doing? Like how did (laughs) I'm actually going to say a little bit of both. Um, but definitely more on the side actually of more of the pop tarts kind of thing. Um, but like I did, I did grow up and I do, I do in fact remember, um, you know, like, you know, planting like little bits of a garden or like strawberries here or something. Not, it wasn't extensive, right? But I remember being so interested in like growing my own things, Uh, but never something I was going to harness and make into a career later in life, right? Um, But more or less, you know, I grew up in a family where 
um, it was me and uh, three other guys, my dad and my two, my two brothers, right? And so a lot of the time, uh, what it came down to was like when food's available, you better get it. You know, like you're, you're like, you're not going to eat unless you actually get that food. Um, and so, you know, I think throughout here without getting into too much, I think that with my upbringing and kind of having food around just my own, my own take on it. Right. I'm not going to say my, like the rest of my family feels this way, but there was a little bit of like a food insecurity that I ended up feeling. I ended up feeling that sometimes like whether it was just making sure that we had the right things around um, you know, uh, enough around, I think that ended up developing this little sense of like me never feeling like I was actually, um, like I always had what I needed around. And so it, it, it actually did drive, I think a part of me, I see, like, I love to make sure that like grocery shopping's done on Sunday, everything's stocked in my home. Like I got, like I have my proteins, I have my, I have my fiber foods, I have whatever snacks my daughter wants. I have this, like people are fed, right? People are always going to be fed. Um, there's always going to be enough. And like, that's always what I really like to make sure that, uh, I'm kind of doing right now. Um, and that I think is, um, something that is, you know, that's, that's part of my childhood. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think from there and kind of feeling the way, like I love to make sure that I'm educating people and having them understand how to take care of themselves and empowering themselves. Right. I never want someone to be questioning maybe how much or, you know, what to eat. I think that kind of comes from just like, you know, I just want to hear about what somebody wants and make them feel good. Yeah. Yeah. An individualized approach, which again, like I really never heard. I, I think it's common sense, right? It, it feels that way to me, obviously that every individual is different. Um, but I hadn't heard that before from uh, a dietitian, right? It seemed from where I was sitting that you, you had certain diets or meal plans that you were following that it was very macro focused, but yeah, uh, which of course I know that there's, you know, the scientific part of this, right? Um, but, uh, nobody was asking, you know, what's your lifestyle, right? What, what's your training like? Um, mm. you know, what's your, um, what's your job like what's the show you, like you ask questions like what's your social atmosphere within your work right oh yeah i mean i just i just went through this with uh with a uh, uh someone in finance um we, we we i actually asked her to to draw me out the desk that she's eating at right because she's basically saying how hard it is for her to actually get some kind of food in and i'm thinking like oh it's not like i know where you work like you can just step outside and grab and like grab this food but it was so hard for her because she's saying how busy she is and so, you know, I had her basically draw out like what her desk looked like and what we found out that she basically had like a half of a laptop's worth of a space to put down food as she was being because she's very young. And so she's kind of taking some of this grunt work from people around her. She doesn't know like how to delegate things right now. She's very open to say that with me. Um, and so, uh, you know, it can maybe like push back on like a project. So she's, she's working so hard throughout the day. She's stuck at her desk. She doesn't have anything to eat off of. Right. And so we were trying to figure out things that are actually going to be able to feed her for the work that she ends up doing. She's someone who works out, um, I would just say a lot. Um, and so we were just trying to figure out what's going to work best for her, but it wasn't based on taste. It wasn't based on macronutrients. It wasn't based on anything else. It was based on making sure that she gets fed to make sure that she can perform when she's working out. And it ne it was not going to end up being some kind of like meal in a dish with a fork and a knife, right? 
Um, yeah. But like those are the questions that I think that we have to ask that like a specific like a keto diet or, um, you know, the carnivore diet or just like a vegan diet. Like you can't just say, well, then just do this. Like you have to get into somebody's um, kind of personal space a little bit, understand them, understand what works and what doesn't. And it doesn't just stop at like, you know, food preferences. Right. Now let's, uh, which I love, I love that by the way. Um, let's clear this up because I think it's a question that you get often the difference between a dietitian and a nutritionist. Oh yeah. You know, and I think in my younger years I get really heated with this, you know, almost like kind of fighting with someone right when they ask like, you don't know. Um, but, uh, I would just tell anybody out there that if you were to look around a room or, you know, you yourself, like you are a nutritionist, there's, there's nothing governing the, um, the, the name nutritionist, right? Like the first person you see when you walk out of wherever you are and you look on the sidewalk, that's a nutritionist, right? Um, a dietitian is someone who goes through, um, uh, a four year university or at least, you know, the, um, the, the schoolwork that would kind of take up those four years you would end up going through um, your clinical rotations through a dietetic internship. Um, uh, you, you're going through a national test. Um, you're you're keeping up with continuing education credits throughout each uh, each cycle, about four years. Um, so there's there's a lot that falls into being a dietitian. It's not just it's not like an overnight type of uh, certification um, that you end up getting, and uh, it very much just takes the approach of making sure that you're looking at kind of what best practices are. You're looking at peer review research, which I think those terms are well overused right now. Um, but it, it really is like looking to kind of look through like what it means when someone says, Hey, look at this supplement. Okay. Well, let's actually look at this. Like what's the research behind this? Is it something that is one safe, right? Um, does it, does it have a third party testing, like an NSF certification, or is it going to have some sort of like informed choice kind of certification? Um, is it, what is the efficacy behind this? Like, yeah. is there some kind of testing? Is there like a, um, some kind of like double blind controlled study that's going to end up helping us under, understand if this actually is going to help somebody, right? Um, who's funding that study? Um, you know, uh, you know, what are maybe some competing views on it? Can we kind of take them all in? Is this practical for someone? So when someone asks me questions about supplements or a certain diet, like those are the things I want to look into. And it can be overwhelming. I would say that's the one thing that's really hard in this industry is how much information comes in and it's available and there is like when I when I talk about wanting to kind of like quiet things down or like just make sure that I'm going to clear the weeds for somebody else right um, I have to do that for myself before doing it for someone else because there is a ton of information and it's overwhelming yeah there's there's a ton um, which is why we're doing this there, there's an overwhelming amount um, which is again is why I love your approach I think you get very down to back to the basics listening to the person um, and helping them kind of more push away a lot of the noise that they do here so you can get back to all right this is more simple than maybe you think right let's ignore these messages that are getting out get back to your focus um i'm curious uh w with going back to healthcare a little bit yeah do, do you uh has the role of the dietitian and nutrition changed over the last few years uh within the healthcare continuum I, um, I don't know if I can say yes, for sure. I feel that maybe it is, uh, when you talk to someone, you just mentioned the word dietitian, right? They think, uh, diet, right? So they think restriction and they also think about someone who's just going to cook some food, right? Mm. So, uh, I think that in the past couple of years, I, I do, I think that there are on others on both sides of this, um, some great things that have come out from some of our governing body, um, and something as that haven't been so helpful, 
But I think one thing that a lot of dietitians are able to uh, do now is maybe stick up for themselves and be part of like the care team in a hospital so that doctors are now listening to a dietitian and they're saying, oh, like, okay, well, we, we believe that maybe like if you're looking at blood work, um, you know, we understand why maybe like your sodium is going to be high or low. We're going to understand why, like what really is going to define your protein status, right? There's a lot of things that doctors, when I was like, even as a, like a diet, uh, an intern, I'd be like, whoa, the doctor doesn't, doesn't know this nutrition, like this simple nutrition thing. And I'd realize that, well, doctors don't really under, they don't take much nutrition education because that's my specialty. Oh, it's my yeah, specialty. Right. Oh my gosh, speak up. This is your time, man. You got to do this. Right. And I think a lot of dietitians and hospitals, haven't been empowered enough. Um, so I think that the role is changing as of as of now. Um, I think not only within the healthcare space, I think within professional sports, within yeah, collegiate sure. sports, I think, you know, like, you know, Tone House, right? They yeah. they they specific they specifically sought out a sports dietitian because of how how rigorous this training is. Um, and so when I when I when I transitioned from NYU um, and and working in private practice, I was so excited to come in here and and and, and work with these athletes. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a fun atmosphere to be around for sure. And and I think uh, you'd be hard to find someone that I think disagrees that this knowledge and and the role of a dietitian and even with your training being at the forefront of like a healthcare continuum, I really think is like the right way to go. Um, you're seeing the industry change, I think a little bit, we're getting more awareness around it, right? Where folks mm. like yourselves are getting a little bit more attention of, man, this is truly important. I need to be taking care of myself before I get to the place of a hospital where I need to be seeing a doctor, right? To take care of some heart problem that I may have developed. It's like, let's maybe get ahead of it to where we're not even developing that issue. Right. Yeah. I think the proactive side of it. Right. Right. We want to be, we want to be as proactive as possible. Right. I love when we can make sure that nobody goes on a medication or when we can get someone to lower medication or stop medication. Right. Yeah. So when people come to me, they say, my doctor gave me an ultimatum. I have like three months to, to change things around. Um, and we just want to rule out whether diet and lifestyle end up being something that we can, uh, just shift. Yeah. It's ama- I mean, it's amazing. You give people the power back, right. To get off so of these medications. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. They can take control of themselves and, and their lives again. Yeah. Um, so I love that. I'm, so now I'm curious with your family, uh, because you have a beautiful wife and a beautiful daughter. Oh yeah. Um, I'm so love curious. Them. Um, I hope you do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> How old is your daughter? Oh, uh, Sloan. Sloan yeah. is three. She just turned three. Amazing. So, yeah. um, a fun age. It has to be. Mm-hmm. This is just when you get to go home and just play. Um, this this is when you get to go home and see and see Sloan. <laughs> <laughs> With all the great times come some of the challenges, right? So I think any parent out there would definitely know it. Uh, no, Sloan, Sloan really is. Uh, she is. She's awesome. Yes. So let's talk about, um, you know, you you've had quite the journey with with, you know, with the nutrition and food throughout your entire life. Right. You've tried a lot of diets and, and I'm sure that there's a refining process. Right. You've trialed and erred different things that work. Um, you've seen healthy cultures and you, you've learned like, Hey, this is an empowering approach. Maybe this is a disempowering one. Um, how do you teach and foster, you know, a good relationship and a good environment for food to teach your daughter healthy habits at such a young age? Like what do you do at home? Yeah, I think it's overwhelming. And I think that people become very, um, they assume that my daughter, they're going to walk in, she's eating perfectly. And she's not, right? My daughter is, um, is actually, if you were to spend a, if she was here right now, you probably would see her not eating. 
Um, and uh, that's just because like she doesn't eat that well at home in terms of just like volume of things. Um, but, you know, why the and she eats like really good at school, which is like different. And so like and sometimes I'm like, I have no control. I don't know really what you're feeding her at school. Like it actually is pretty good stuff. They have like pumpkin soup and they uh, get carrots and like they end up having like all this great stuff. Sounds right? like I love Panera it. bread. Uh, it, yeah, she goes to school in Panera. We really went the cheap route um, at <laughs> school. No, uh, but no, she does go to a, to a good a good school in that sense. But um, the approach that we end up taking, right, I very much don't want to be pushing her to, I don't want there to be this, this emphasis on, on healthy nutrition, right? And so, and I also don't want it on the other side of like, oh, it just doesn't matter then. They just like don't care. And I remember when she was younger, um, there was a lot of things we wanted to do is just about like putting it in front of her like just keep offering right so if she only likes something like she only likes that yogurt right there well I'm still going to be offering her some sort of like fruit some sort of vegetable it's still going to be on her plate so she sees it right and so that she's just introduced to those kind of things and on the other end you know there were a lot of times where like we would be at like a party when she was a lot younger and maybe we wouldn't be giving her that cookie or that cake or something like we're just not going out of the way and doing it because we want her to have a healthy understanding of what grow food is and what more fun food is right and so that she can kind of like now develop this idea of um like what to do like even with fitness we don't really talk about it about going to the gym or working out we talk about getting strong right the reason that you end up going why mom like mommy's not here she just went to go get strong like that's 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 just how we end up talking about it because we're hoping that we can kind of foster this idea of of fitness and health from like the standpoint of making you um, like a strong person from, yeah. I guess the fitness end and also from the, from like the food end, right? You eat food to grow, you work out to become strong, right? All those kind of things. I love that. I, I like that even, uh, for how I can help clients. I, I think that's awesome. Like we're doing this not because we have to, yeah, right. But because it's serving a purpose of, of something empowering that we want to become more. Yeah. It, you know, it just, it's, it's a less restrictive mindset. And I think, you know, this, I, I, I love my line of, you know, restriction will always lead to rebellion. So like, why would we, te- we be teaching a child that someone is going to go work out just to burn off some calories, which we know is not what you should be doing anyway. Right. But when people like there's this, there's this feeling around that, like mommy went to go run, right. Or like mommy went to go do this. And I'm saying that only because I'm I'm usually talking to her when mom's not there, but when I'm at the gym, it's a different thing. Um, but like, we just want to make sure that we're, we're giving her this idea, this sense of, of fulfillment instead of restriction. Uh, absolutely amazing. Uh, I wish I, uh, it's an incredible mindset. Um, you're obviously setting her up for success pretty early on with that type of framing. I'm hoping so. We'll yeah. See. Let's, let's hope I it works know. out. Um, hopefully the education at Panera bread is just as good as what you're getting at home. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, Ryan, I have, I have one more question for you, um, that, um, you know, I hope you can dive deep into this with me. Um, what is the impact that you want to make on the industry? Good question. That's tough, right? Um, I think because, and why, why is that tough? Why is it tough to not know exactly the answer uh, that I want to give right now? Um, I think because there's so many things that I would love to make an impact for, but I think the number one thing that I want people to make sure that they would understand about nutrition, um, 
or at least just the impact I'm going to leave. I want there to be this uh, very open-minded idea of how we can all take care of ourselves. Um, And coming from a proactive standpoint, making sure that you're prioritizing the things that are necessary for you before blaming something else. And I think if we do that, that kind of takes our mentality away from a certain diet. There's only one way, one approach to do it, right? Um, I think it, uh, you know, I think we all just have to kind of come together and realize that that nutrition is multifaceted um, and that we all have to focus on each other, uh, focus on ourselves and that everybody's different. I, I absolutely love that. Um, Ryan, thank you. Oh, thank for you this. for this all these questions. Amazing. Um, guys, I hope you had a great time getting to know Ryan a little bit better. I certainly encourage you guys to check out his Instagram as well. You are always posting great things, um, whether it be questions or even just tips that you are kind of uncovering in your day, whether it be grocery shopping or, or just different things you kind of see. Um, so I, I love it. It's a wealth of knowledge. Like I said, I've learned an amazing, amazing amount from you just, um, in the talks that we've had, uh, I've made some great adjustments, even from things that, uh, I've honestly learned from like your Instagram and, and things that you post, uh, wealth of knowledge. So I appreciate today. Um, guys, you can find him at food is fuel NYC on it's Instagram. Me. Yeah, that is you, or you can come in to tone house. Yeah. You know what you can do? I would tell anybody if they have any interest, uh, if you want to schedule a discovery call, a discovery call here at tone house, you have any questions? Let's just talk about it. See how I can help you. That's amazing. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, no worries. See you on the flip side. See you later, guys. (laughs)